What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here with us, Heidi. Thank you so much. I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah, and before we dive into your stuff, because we love to, you know, if you're new, welcome. We're so happy that you're here listening. And if you're not new, thanks for co- continuing to hang out. Kathy Keegan and I started this podcast because we wanted to pull the curtain behind coaching and business owning. We wanted to shine a, a funny spotlight. You know, could could we look at being an entrepreneur with uh, a little bit of laughter and lighten things up and share some of our foibles and the things that we wish we had known when we were spending a million dollars in these big masterminds that if only somebody had told us, like, oh, when you first start out, a lot of webinars don't make it, whatever. So that was part of our goal is to share our journey along the way and hopefully with some laughter because who doesn't need more laughter, especially right now, right? Am I right? Absolutely. I'm serious about that. You are so right. <laughs> You're so serious. But let's, I'm so excited. So we'll dive more into um, how to get a hold of Kathy Keegan. And I've got some connections for you, honey. But I want to talk, Heidi Rome is this amazing woman I met through eWomen. Ro, our fearless leader, had asked me if I could give her a ride. And I had said yes. And then I was mesmerized by her story as we were driving down to the shore at the summer solstice at the beach. And Heidi, you have such a great story. Um, can you just tell us like a, a short version of it for the people who aren't familiar with you and your work? Sure. Well, Elaine Hurst and Kathleen, thank you so much for having me. It's just, I love you guys. And, and I, I'm just so thrilled to be here with you. And Elaine, I remember that that evening, that beautiful ride in the car and my, I'm with these strangers. And here's this woman who wants to hear my story. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I went on to just share with you, you know, from my heart, because you just create this beautiful listening space around you. And I wanted to share it with you. Um, my younger son, Ethan, who is now 15, um, has what is called severe autism, a high need autism. He's nonverbal and he has several challenging behaviors. And um, long story, you know, it's been quite a, a journey with him and um, having to figure out how to get his needs met, how to fight the system, how to just figure out how to survive myself with, with all this tough challenge that I absolutely had not seen coming. And, um, the story that you're referring to was, um, a conversation that I had with Ethan through typing while he can speak through facilitated communication. He has been able to express himself, his thoughts, his feelings, things that he can't do verbally or through any other method. And, um, this particular, uh, we had reached a point with him. I'll, I'll condense it. We had reached a point with him where we knew we could not keep him safe anymore. 
and we had to make the gut-wrenching decision for him to go to a school, a residential school for kids with autism um, mm. when he was 11 years old. And uh, I was really sad about it. I knew it was the right thing for him. Uh, and yet it was a, a gut-wrenching thing. I'm and sure. um, yeah, and facilitated communication in the Northeast of the U.S. Um, is not uh, a mainstream uh, uh, communication technique, and it's not offered in, in most places around here. And when the school that he was going to is um, outside of Boston, and I knew that um, they would not be offering this technique. And that I went into work with him this day thinking, you know, all right, I'll just get it in and, you know, we'll, we'll have a conversation. And I went in that day and I said to him, Ethan, I, you know, I know that you really enjoy going to the special needs service every month, the religious service. Uh, I know you really enjoy that. And I realized I never asked you, what are your thoughts about God? And Ethan typed, God is in my heart and he will always protect me. Well, I was not expecting that. And I said, well, did he tell you that? Well, when I lived in heaven, he told me that. I said, do you remember that time? When I lived with God, I wasn't named Ethan yet. What was your name? I was not to remember it. I had many before. And then the conversation back and forth. And I said, Ethan, what do you remember from that time? And I remember a time without bodies. When you go to heaven, there are no bodies, just spectacular energy. Do you, what do you remember from that? I chose, I said, did you choose to um, be Ethan? Yes, I picked to be me and have many challenges. Did you pick us as your family? We were family before. We didn't live here. We lived in a small group, but got hurt by warriors. Why did you choose to come back with challenges? And this piece, I will be greatly rewarded in eternity. What can we do to help you on the journey? I have to complete my journey as prescribed by God. Does it feel, how long does it feel? The journey is unfathomably longer than expected. And then because I'm his mother, I had to ask him again, but what can we do <laughs> to help you on the journey? And Ethan typed, you just have to love me. And that is your job. The mm -hmm. rest is my job to do. So that is the story I told Elaine as my captive audience in a car driving to the summer solstice circle ceremony. Wow. 
Wow. That's such that's- a beautiful, beautiful story. And you. and you listened. You listened. You you heard him and he told you everything you needed to know. Yes. I, I mean it's just it's astonishing. I, I have it just it's it's just beautiful and you know what you were saying about Elaine too is that is her gift yes it is Elaine yes, it is. creates this gorgeous space of curiosity and wonderment and she wants to hear what you have to say and yes. it's one of the reasons I, I'm so privileged to get to work with her and um what a beautiful beautiful story mm. thank you well and yeah. you know I am Elaine because Elaine creates that safe space, that sacred space, I felt I could step into that and, and tell the story. I don't go around, you know, I wrote about it. I, as, as you know, I wrote a book. You just have to love yep. me is the name of the book. Um, it's awesome by the way. And it's on Amazon. And it's on just Amazon. Saying. Yes. Yes. Thanks. Thanks Elaine. You know, but the story is in the book. And usually now when I, People ask me about the story. I want them to read the book because it's the whole story. It's the context. It's all the teaching and learning around the story. But with Elaine, there's this just knowing the story can stand alone because it's contained. You know, Mm. Elaine contains it. And uh, so I don't need the full context of the book where most in most other venues I feel I do. So um, you, thank you for creating that so that I, I can share it. And I'm picky also because um, a piece I left out of the story was that um, at one point, Ethan stopped and said, when I said, well, you know, I was asking him questions about what did he remember? And he verbally said, no, thank you, which he has very limited speech, but he typed, we should talk about it when nobody is here. And he wouldn't continue typing until the aide in the room, who was a sweetheart but was skeptical about the typing, until that person left, Ethan would not continue. And I've asked Ethan's permission to share his story because he was careful about it. I afterwards said to him, Ethan, is it okay if I share your story, my purpose in sharing it? is that I want to work with other moms who have autistic kids or are facing other hard things. And I feel your story would soothe them and let them heal and let them choose another way. And that's why I want to share it. Is it okay with you? And he said, okay. Wow. Oh, Ethan, I can't wait to... I can't wait to meet him. And this is so poignant. So, you know, I, I run accountability groups. I'm doing my group program. And this morning, one of my clients was sharing how when she was a kid, she would write in her journals, all of her deep thoughts, you know, her personal things. And her mother would find them and read them to friends on the phone without her permission, because it was a family like my family, boundaries. Oh, you mean like between Canada and the the U.S.? No, boundaries, like, you know. And so no wonder she went underground for years. And and, and then she said she, she kept journaling and she would hide them. And so the fact that now she's finding her voice 
and she's sharing her story and people are saying she went on Jeff Pulver's thing and they were saying this is a book this is a movie because what you do with animals is very special and so you know I just feel like oh my gosh stories are so sacred and um you know it's such a gift to hear them and to create the safe space for them and you know you create magic you know Heidi that's one thing I, you know, sometimes I have people in my life and I'm like, oh, I want you guys to meet. And every once in a while I think, oh, I hope she's, you know, like, but I know I can put you in front of anything. It'd be three o'clock in the morning. and I'd be like, Heidi, go tell your story and you could do it. And they would be riveted. Like, like you, it, you know, if I was a PR person, you'd be my dream. Cause you're like, go talk to them, go talk, you know, like it's such a great story, but you, you know, you deliver it with heart every time you know what i mean it comes from your heart but it's it's so powerful elaine i think that's why i could talk to anybody because it's um it's heart to heart it's it's human to human so it doesn't matter who's in front of me i don't care you know king or pauper it doesn't matter because it doesn't the externals don't matter the labels don't matter it's all about our common humanity ethan's deep humanity and his deep his as a he's not special and that he's different in that he's conscious of the connection with god god is in my heart and will always protect me any one of us can say that he's mm-hmm. just more conscious of it but any one of us can say that and that is the power of we're reminding people i think ethan's message is to just remind us that we are plugged into the power grid we're plugged in you know, we just have to, you know, flip the switch because it's the, the, the energy, the power is theirs for the taking. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I love what you just said about the prince and pauper. You know, a lot of times what can happen is funny. You don't look X, Y, or Z. You don't look like an expert in this. You don't seem to, you know, we'll, we make a lot of very quick judgments what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, well, you know, it, uh, th- it's so true. It's such yeah. a critical point, Kathleen. You know, certainly people with autism, people, uh, you know, if someone can't talk, they can't have anything to say, right? right. Is that not the assumption? If someone, it, it, we're so quick to dismiss people who are different in some way, and we do not presume competence. We do not presume they deserve human dignity and respect, whatever their level of comprehension or ability. And looking at Ethan, when you meet Ethan, you have no idea the depth of soul this human being, this spiritual being has. You have no idea. It's very, all his life, including Mm. me, dismissed him. I was told when he was five years old, that he had the mental capacity of a five-month-old baby. I cried for a week. Oh, my God. So my, what did I expect? Any, you know, any dream was crushed. Any expectation Mm. of of a good, happy life was shattered. What, you know, what what to make of people's words? We're talking about the power of language for good, and for harm. And mm. we need to be so conscious of what are you saying to somebody? Words are so powerful. So powerful. Yes. And we need to, you know, a young girl, I went to one of the, an, 
gone to a thousand, but an, a particular autism symposium in, um, in New York at was held at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. And they had this young girl speaking similar to Ethan. Um, at that time, um, he was probably around six. She was about 13 years old. And she was speaking in front of all these uh, symposium attendees with a, a, uh, her, her typing device. And her mom was there. And everything she typed was on a screen. And looking at this kid, like Ethan, you'd have no clue, you know, silly, laughing around, you know, not looking like she's paying any attention, just like Ethan. And they started asking this kid questions and she's answering through the typing. And you can, if you weren't watching her type as you, you would not have believed your own eyes. And someone got up and asked a question and said, you know, my son doesn't speak and I'm not sure what he understands and what advice do you have? And this kid typed, if you're not sure, be respectful anyway and do no harm. It's like, okay. <laughs> Is wow. that not a lesson for all humanity? Right. Where are our teachers? Our teachers are not, they can be anywhere. Do no harm. That's the Hippocratic oath. And it's the, it's, you know, first do no harm, you know, and then, all right, let me think before I speak. What is my purpose? What is my goal in speaking? My motivation? What is the impact of my words? And if you're not sure, think more and keep quiet. Oh, that's such a great thing. You know, I was thinking about how one of the things they're discovering scientifically about emotions that we actually create our emotions on the fly and we're not very good at assuming other people's emotions. We have to have context. We have to actually know the person. So when you think of all the assumptions that we make in our daily life, what's being pointed out to us is we are missing the goods. We are missing. There's so many juicy bits of incredible inspiration and wisdom. I mean, the truth that Ethan spoke and that young woman spoke I'm so filled. I am so full, you know, because because I didn't know to look there for a powerful message about who I am. Well, you know, this this is a story not about autism, although the autism is a good example. It's about untapped human potential. If we get mm. out of our own way and stop labeling people and making assumptions, as you just said, Kathleen. <laughs> You know, we can tap into the other person's gifts in the spirit of, spirit of inquiry. And what's possible, you know, imagine if we approached everyone of any belief system, any race, gender, nationality, blah, 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 all the labels, and those were completely irrelevant. And the question, the essential first question was, what are your gifts? Mm -hmm. And I'll share my gifts with you too. What are you? And, and go into that core need cycle of the giving and receiving and the seeing and the hearing and the giving mm. and, 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 what will humanity look like when we what finally figure this out? 
And that will be peace on earth. That will be peace on earth, which, by the way, is something else that Ethan has typed about. Uh, Mm. This was something that happened. And it's in the book also where um, he was about uh, nine years old. He had recently moved to this school with the communication and uh, in the practicing of this technique, you're typing all kinds of everyday boring stuff just to do the practice, you know. And um, so at that time, and I'm, I'm, you're going to laugh when I tell you this example, this was about six years ago. And uh, the teacher said, what does he like to do after school in the evening? You know, so we'll type about it. And the answer was he likes to watch the news. So I laugh when I say that now because no one wants to watch the news ever again. But right. <laughs> But then it was something to do. And uh, so she's asking him questions and he's answering correctly, you know, stuff that the teacher would have no idea about. So it was clearly coming from him. You know, what channel are you watching? What newscaster do you like? You know, Channel 4, Lester Holt, like he's answering these things. And uh, so the, the teacher says to Ethan, Ethan, mom says you like to watch the news. Why do you like to watch the news? And he, he types, um, I'm interested in global things. Okay, that's cool. She says, well, you know, why are you interested in global things? Yeah, it's nine. I'm interested in conflicts. So, Miss Neurotic, why is he interested in conflicts? <laughs> What's that about? That's a mother. Whoa, what does that mean? Conflict. Oh, God. I should tell you, in case the thought crossed your mind, and I think you see the answer, Ethan won't type with me. And at one point, and this is actually, we have a video of this conversation. I said, Ethan, why won't you type with me? No. And doesn't type the answer. No. No, mommy. I'm like, Ethan, I'll give you the iPad. I'll give you Oreo cookies. Like the big guns. And no, I said, why not? Why won't you type with me? And he types with the teacher, you're too tense. We all laughed. And I said, you're right, bud, I am. Because think about it, you know, there I am hanging on every word, right? What do you want to tell me? Come here with me. Tell me, it's okay. Tell me, right? Like, get mom right. back off. So he and would like your energy. Oh my! Your god. energy is saying a, a whole different thing. Oh my and god! Nine. He's nine. He's like, get yeah, really, mom. He's like a uh, no. Well, that conversation, you know, it was <laughs> it, there were a few no's, but so. um my point is, you know, when I'm thinking, oh, you know, why it was interested in conflict, like I'm scared. And, uh, but the teacher cool as a cucumber. She says, Ethan, that's very cool. Why are you interested in conflict? Ethan types, I have ideas for peace. <laughs> hmm. The teacher says, wow, that's very cool. Can you give us an example? Nine-year-old Ethan types, let people make their own decisions. Don't make them fight if they want peace. It's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, the wisdom. She didn't type that. He typed that. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing is that um, we are more connected than we realize. Um, our energy uh, gives us away a lot of times. And there are people who can see that. And he sees that. And so he knows. I, I remember there's a woman who had, it was called my stroke of insight, Jill Bolte Taylor. And one of the things she commented on was she could not be around bad energy or negative energy because she was all of a sudden so sensitized to that. She could feel it immediately and they couldn't be around her because it would just drain her completely. She could feel that. She'd never felt that before, but with this stroke, she was able to, she was able to feel that. And, you know, there's a lot that, that, you know, we talk, this is a talking, this is we're filming this. Um, you can see us, you can hear us, but there's a lot we can hear and listen to and learn. And, you know, uh, the coaching that Elaine does, the coaching that I do is about listening. It's about hearing you into being, hearing you into what it is you're about, what matters to you in an environment that has no shame and no judgment. You need to be heard. Mm. Well, I hear your what I'm hearing, and I love it. Is you're ta- you're connecting into empathy, which is what this stroke person person had a stroke. You know, all of a sudden she's feeling other people's feelings and their energy. And I think what is it? Ninety percent of communication is not the words and not anything. It's the energy. So much of his tone and the energy. Yeah. Right. Well, and, yes, and so that's, that's the reality that we are putting out, you know, and it's why we can't, we, we may as well be honest, you know, because if you use words that don't match reality. Incongruent, right. I mean, that's what I, right. I love my, I love Meisner because we, we, you know, we, I did three years of repetition where you're stripping away the social things that we learned you know, like as a kid, we're like in the moment, ah, you know, we're happy, we're sad, we're not, we're not holding on and we're, you know, and then all of a sudden we learn inside voices. Don't, don't, people don't really care when you say, how are you? They don't really want to know. Oh, okay. We're just doing the I'm fine game. Oh, okay. And then we, you know, as an actor, you have to relearn how to let everything affect you, which can make it a little challenging to live in New York City. But, you know, you know, well, I, I, such beautiful points. And, you know, Heidi, I, um, I always love hearing about Ethan, but you just inspire me. We were talking earlier about, you know, it's winter. Uh, we're still in the pandemic. We have a new president, which is great. And then there's just a whole lot of work that needs to be done. And sometimes, you know, when I have something really big coming up, but to me, sometimes it's those weeks where there's not a huge thing. You know, it's the shoestring. So, like, how do you keep yourself fresh and going? And how do you keep the rest of the family engaged? You know, um, you know, you have an older son and you have a, a husband. So, you know, do you have any any brilliance? I'm sure you do. Enlighten us, please. Can you levitate? Can you make me taller? Oh, wait, no, sorry. Wrong meeting. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
that that's chapter 32 of the book on how to levitate. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, Part good. two. Okay, good. Right, right. Well, to levitate emotionally. How's okay, that? I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, and, and Elaine, I thank you. You know, it's easy for me. Ethan is a great subject and, and to talk about, and the book is about Ethan. Thank you for bringing it back because the fact is the, to really answer your question about how to hold it together, it begins with me. It begins with each one of us for ourselves. Um, you know, you just have to love me. It begins with yourself. You know, it's, it's love thy neighbor as thyself. If you don't love you, there's, there's nothing to give from and you don't know how to do it. And, and people feel it, you know, back to what we were just saying, you know, if you're giving from emptiness, people feel that that's martyrdom. That's not really love. And people, it's, it's off-putting because, you know, no one wants to be a perpetrator. So yuck. Um, so it really begins with as overused an idea as it is, is to take care of you first and take, I take care of me and I make sure to do that for years. I was running on empty and I was Mm -hmm. really no fun to be around at all. And I say that with full compassion for myself. Now I've learned that I've learned, and I know you ladies teach this, but it begins with, we talked about the power of language. What are we saying to ourselves? Mm. What messages are we absorbing? So what's mine? What's society's? Who said that? You know, I, I talk about in the book, you know, living in the tragedy narrative of autism, you know, all the messages all the time. You don't think about, of course, it's awful. Of course, it's a tragedy. Of course, of course, of course. Well, who says, of course, where'd that come from? Right. And, and to distinguish. So what can I control? What can I control? And one of the big, the Honestly, the only thing I can truly control is what I do for me. So I do silly things. I want to watch Disney movies. I'm sorry. I love them. <laughs> awesome. It drives me. They, it drives them crazy. The, the humans I live with. <laughs> Those humans. Those humans. It's um, great storytelling. And that's probably why you're a great storyteller. Well, yeah, the Disney influence. Hey, I'll. I'm happy to give Disney credit for that. Um, but I really do um, look for what do I like doing? What do I enjoy? Um, and even if it's lighting a candle that has, you know, smells like gardenia, <laughs> these are the small things that I'm telling me, you know, I love you and I thought of you and I know you like this. So I got it for you. And I'm, I'm telling myself that and I'm reinforcing to me, I am worthy. Um, and, and in that is the gratitude and all the things that we teach are the tools, but they really work and they're really true, true that when we focus on what we do love and what does work and all the abundance that we're surrounded with, we bring more of that in. When I look at all the times I was in a hard spot and help showed up. And when I remember that and I'm grateful for it, guess what? I get more help and more good people show up. And that keeps me going, you know, and if I'm looking at that one screwed me and that one did that, can you believe what this one said? You know what? If I focus on that and I'm living in that place, 
of judgment and anger and there's something wrong with them. I'm going to, it's not, it's a very slippery slope before I'm judging me and what's wrong with me and da, 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 da about me, which doesn't serve mm-hmm. anyone. It's like they, they talk about this in the 12 step world of like a, a magnifier or mind magnifier. And you know, what, what you focus on grows and you know, and it's or just like the whole granddad, you know, there's two wolves fighting, which one's going to win the one that you feed, which hopefully is the one of love and peace and joy and generosity and all the good stuff, you know, but yeah, it's always easy to find a good reason to not press go, not tell your story, not make the call. Well, but you know, on that point, Elaine, you know, you use the word magnifier, yes, and magnetizer, because you, we all, this is, this is physics, we attract who we are. Right. So if we are grateful, happy, joyful, purposeful, that's what enters into our realm and we see it and we recognize it and it may have always been there, but it didn't click on. You know, I, I love this um, analogy. Um, I I recently ran a a parent workshop uh, at a a school for kids with autism and it was on post-traumatic growth. And one Mm. of the things we talk about is perspective and how critical perspective is. You have a given circumstance how are you choosing to look at it? And you know, there's there are all these, there are many of them, but there are these optical illusions that if you look at this one image one way, it looks like a skull. And if you kind of just shift the light or move the picture or move your head, it looks like two women drinking tea. Oh, it's, wow. It's the same image. Exactly Talk the same. Talk about the reframe. Ta- exactly. It's all about the reframe, baby, right? I- in the same same time and space. Wow. Same eyeballs. <laughs> Everything is the same. But if it's it's in that moment of wait, that's there. Wait, that's there. So one of the most powerful tools we can use to grow and not only be resilient, which is bounce back to where you were, but growth, which right. is go beyond where you were is our human amazing ability to tolerate paradox. Two contrasting things can be true at the same time. Uh, So my son can have high need autism and I can be happy. mm, They do not have to be mutually exclusive. And that doesn't mean that you don't care and all that other mother BS, you guys get hit with so much stuff, the triple standards and, oh, yeah. And, and to yeah. that point, you know, caring, some people, we talked a little bit about this for Elaine, that a lot of people conflate caring and worry. They think they're synonyms. If I care, mm. I worry. If I worry, I care. Right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and worry, worry is... Worry is just negative affirming. It's it's not, yeah. Or as my my old my old expression was, start worrying. Details to follow. Um, you know, and I, this is so. 
I love what you're saying about this. The paradox is that, you know, Walt Whitman said, and I say this a lot, we contain multitudes. What that means is we can handle a lot. And I love what you're saying. This is now the time for us to really be able to to really listen and hear one another and understand that we can have different opinions on different things and still love each other. What? I don't know about that. <laughs> right, right. I, you know, one of my sober sisters this past weekend, she was like, I'm going, I'm going to have dinner with a Republican. And we were all like, oh, and she goes, I just want to listen. And I was like, wow, what if we all could take that on? Like wherever you are in the spectrum, what if you could go have tea or a hike or, or Zoom or whatever with somebody who has a completely different view and just practice listening. I don't know if I could do it, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> well, you know, it's a beginning. It's a beginning I... of, of, you know, what's important? What are our values? You know, how, how, what serves us by making somebody wrong? You know, oh, 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 I just thought of this. So I was watching Mrs. America on Hulu, Kate Blanchett, and it was all about the history of the ERA and Gloria Steinem and, and I was, you know, I was a kid. So I was embarrassed that there's so much happened that happened that I didn't know. But, um, you know, so there's these two, there's this polarizing woman who's all about, she started kind of the whole religious right, blah, 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 blah. And then. Oh, right. Phyllis Schlafly. Schlafly, right. And, and she's kind of evil a little bit, but, and then you see the other side and then you see this woman who's like, well, do we have to be against everything that they're for? Like, it doesn't make sense and and you see her sort of jump ship and i feel like oh that's such a great place to be in and okay so we could talk about this forever but heidi if people want to know about you i know that you coach i know that you're an amazing keynote speaker and that you have another book probably in the works i know you have your own podcast so if people want to know more about you you're coaching or just to connect with you, what's the best way for people to find you? At, at this point, the easiest thing is go to my website, HeidiRome.com. Heidi Rome, that's Heidi Rome as in the city. Rome, like in Italia, like Italia, like in Italy, like woohoo. No, we're a place I've never been and I obviously must go. Yes, once. we should all go to Italy with, with Giovanna and uh, Rosa. So HeidiRome.com is the best way. And you can find her book, You Just Have to Love Me, on Amazon. It's paperback and hardback, right? Uh, paper and um, uh, ebook. ebook. Sorry, hardback. What the heck am I saying? <laughs> oh, that's my, that's my S&M club later tonight. I'm sorry, hardback. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Totally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I messed up. My political career is over. Okay. And now, Kathy Keegan, if people, you know, your mission is to end needless workplace suffering. And that can mean if you're working for somebody else or if you work for yourself and your work culture is shitty. And I know that my work culture, sometimes my boss is horrible. And it's me. So we can talk. So if we, if they want to find... Or take a find, break sometimes. Right. Breaks are good. So if they want to find you, Kathy... Keegan, how, what is the best way? Well, it's my name.com. 
kathykeegan.com. Which is K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-E-G-A-N.com. Kathy Keegan. M-O-U-S-C. Think about how many people don't even know what we're talking about. There was a Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, well. Sorry. That's all right. And Elaine, what about your... Well, thanks for asking. So I, I think the best way is Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. That is my email. That is my website, Captivate the Crowd. So it's C-A-P-T-I-V-A-T-E, the crowd, C-R-O-W-D.com. I do a master class once a month. It's coming up next week. If you know that you want help with video and you need some help with visibility and you need someone to help you, to hold you by the hand and pull you along, we should talk. We should talk. Did you say hold them by the can or? I, well, you know, whatever works, Kathy, whatever. Well, I am committed. She is committed. And that's the other. Oh, that's right. That's our other podcast. Heidi, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. It was so much fun. And I'm so honored to be on your journey. And I'm so glad we got to hear Ethan's story and your story. And, and uh, I can't wait to see you on the TED stages and the just everywhere because you're that's your, you have such a the vision that's on my vision yes, board. Such a powerful message. All right, everybody. Thank you. Stay safe. Take care. Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at captivatethecrowd.com. See you next time.